Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who is the gas station attendant? But you're wrong. From NBI Studios, this is Truth and Justice, a crowdsourced investigation in real time. I'm Bob Ruff. Here in our studio, we receive hundreds of requests every month for me to investigate potential wrongful conviction cases, along with all of you. It's by no means my personal skills, or lack thereof, as an investigator that attracts those who have been wronged by the system to truth and justice. The draw is you. All of you listening, who season after season put your time, your money, and your skills on the line to help out a complete stranger in need. We receive case submissions in many ways. Through our case submission form on our website, letters in the mail, emails, and calls from loved ones. And we even get our fair share of pleas for help from attorneys. But no matter what the method is of contacting us, the theme is almost always the same. I need the Truth and Justice Army to help me. This movement is unique and powerful. For over two centuries, the American criminal justice system has been a closed shop. Police, attorneys, and judges held the keys, and the rest of us were left out in the cold, with little understanding of how the system actually worked. But thanks to you, things have changed. If I've learned one thing over the last five years, it's that no one person or even a dozen people can compete with the thoroughness and quality of an investigation conducted by tens of thousands of people from around the world, all doing their own small part for the greater good. Whether it's picking apart crime scene photos, transcribing episodes so that the inmates can follow along, or even just writing a letter to the men and women that were helping just to let them know that there are people out here that are fighting for them. No single part of our operation is greater than the sum of the whole. Every single one of you is making a difference in the world. And that is the theme of today's episode. It's time to bring Season 7 to a close. And time to take a look back at the difference that you all have made. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications, and that's why yesterday I knew that he did it. But now, shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. 
From something else, The Marshall Project and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are up at four, baking pastries at five, and open at six. Hundredth cappuccino by eight, two hundredth customer by nine, and there's still 12 hours to go. That's why you need a business broadband that works as hard as you do. Introducing Sky Business. With 4G internet backup and our stay connected guarantee, that's better business. To find out more, visit skybusiness.com. Sky Fiber only, 30 second 4G activation or one off credit. New customers, Pro Plus packs only. T's and C's apply. Jamie Snow caught my attention just about a year ago when he cleverly sent me a request for help in the form of a message in a bottle. He had tried writing me a few other times, but his letters were piling up in an ever-growing stack of what I call jail mail. I can't say that his letter wouldn't have convinced me to bring you all along to help him, but what I can say is that sending his letter in a bottle filled with sand and a tiny palm tree, well, it did the trick. This is where our journey began, with Jamie Snow's message in a bottle. Mr. Ruff. I wish I knew the perfect way to begin a letter like this. Believe it or not, I've probably written a few thousand of these letters, each a little different in one way or another, but all with the same goal, a plea for help. Life-saving help is what I truly seek. I haven't been completely unlucky in this endeavor to find help. Tara Thompson and John Lovey from the Exoneration Project in Chicago, as well as John Hanlon from the Illinois Innocence Project in Springfield, have taken my case up in the courts. I'd welcome you to look them up and see who they really are. They are probably three of the best wrongful conviction attorneys in the entire state. And they believe in me. My name is Jamie Snow, and I'm almost 20 years into a life sentence for a crime I didn't commit. I found out over the years that that statement alone isn't enough to grab someone's attention. It's definitely not enough to motivate someone to get involved and help. I urge you with every beat of my heart and every ounce of my soul to take the time to really learn about my case. Don't take my word for it. Do as my lawyers did, and review the evidence. Then decide if you're willing to get involved and help us. As great and dedicated as my attorneys are, there's only so much that they can do. Theirs is an audience of judges and prosecutors who represent a system that hates to admit when they have made a mistake. I believe that yours is an audience of people who truly are seeking the truth. We need to shed as much light on this case as we can. In the last 20 years, I've seen over and over cases solved after being profiled on one program or another. Men and women who would have never won their freedom without that program taking a chance on them. So I guess, Mr. Ruff, that's what I'm asking of you today. Take a chance on me and my case. If in the end you don't want to do it for me and my family, then do it for the victim in this case, William Little. He was an 18-year-old kid who was murdered for less than $100. As long as I sit in this prison cell convicted of his murder, he will never receive the justice his life deserved. Mr. Ruff, I could spend 150 pages telling you about my case, and even then I feel like I'd only scratch the surface. It's truly an unbelievable case that even as I write you this letter is still twisting and turning. So instead of overwhelming you with the case facts today, I beg of you to check out our website, freejamiesnow.com, and contact my case coordinator, Tammy Alexander, 
or reach out to my attorneys. In closing, Mr. Ruff, I will tell you that I acknowledge that I understand a program such as yours most likely receives thousands of requests for help, so I'm just one of many in the sea of wrongful convictions. I could never comment on the truthfulness or veracity of someone else's claims or pleas. I can only tell you that at this very moment, you hold in your hands a letter from one who is truly innocent. Please take a chance and maybe help to save what life I have left. Thank you for your time and considerations. Sincerely, Jamie Snow. Jamie's letter set things in motion. I recognized his name from several of his previous letters, and lo and behold, a woman named Tammy Alexander had also submitted his case through our website. After a few conference calls and a quick look through the case file and transcripts, we were in. To be honest, we didn't get very deep into the case before I started having concerns. Not about Jamie's innocence. With every day of the investigation, that became more and more clear. My concern was that we were not going to be able to find justice for the 18-year-old young man who was so senselessly murdered. Bill Little, by all accounts, was an amazing kid. In fact, the only reason that he was even working on the day that he was gunned down was because he volunteered to cover the shift of a young woman who just wanted to spend Easter Sunday at home with her children. Bill and his loved ones deserved justice and I was realizing that I may not have the necessary resources and skills to provide it. And that's where you came in. Around Christmas time, it was almost like all of you listening were sensing my frustration and rallied to step up and engage in the investigation full steam ahead. And suddenly, we were back in the fight. Listener research read to new analysis, which led to more research and more leads. Before we knew it, the suspect pool was narrowing. And now we find ourselves with a clear theory about exactly what happened on March 31st, 1991. I certainly cannot say that I know who murdered Bill Little. However, I am extremely confident that we have presented a solid case for the Jeffs as our lead suspects to Jamie's attorneys. Our work on this case is most definitely something to be proud of. We've made more progress in six months than law enforcement has made in nearly 29 years. And we even managed to solve a 28-year-old car theft case along the way. But really, it's not the case that I want to focus on today. It's people. I want to hear from some of the people whose lives you all have touched during this season, beginning with Jamie Snow himself. You know, I mean, every time something like this, you know, goes on, you know, it's like you have to relive the whole thing over again. You got to tell the whole story over again, you know, and, uh, you know, that, that part of it's tough. But, um, I've seen the positive effect that this has had on, you know, the whole, the whole thing has had on my family, you know, especially my kids. I mean, they're, they're, they're huge believers in, they're huge believers in you and what you've done. And, uh, that's been, if nothing else comes out of it, Bob, you know, that's, that's huge to me, you know, because this has really been rough on my kids. You know, as far as the investigations go, I mean, having you look at this 
with a fresh set of eyes and bring you know bring up things, man, that I I, I you know I, I I never even thought of things that uh, we didn't even consider. I mean, that's that's a big part of 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 solving these things is having fresh eyes look at you know to look at something. So I mean, that's been incredible, man. I mean, just incredible. You know, and there's things that are going on that I, I guess you 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 probably know, and maybe you don't. But there's there's things going on, you know, behind the scenes that I I don't really want to I don't really want to put out there because I don't want to give the state a heads up as you know what we're doing. But I think this has really put us in a in a good position. What I want to do accomplish by taking on your case is obviously we want to we want to solve the case. We want to get you out of there and put the right person in there. But the big thing was to get to get all the information out to as many people as possible to get eyes on it. And and this process with your case has been just it's been really uplifting for me, you know, even out here, just seeing how many strangers, perfect strangers have, you know, have, have joined in on the investigation and so much information in this during the course of the season and investigating your case has not come from me, but has, has come from listeners digging through documents and researching and photos and, and finding information yeah. out in ways that, that I never could. You know, I'll tell you one thing, and, and I've, uh, I, you know, a lot of the listeners have written to me and emailed me or whatnot. I've, I've been, you know, communicating with them a lot, and I can tell you this. Uh, the last six months has been the easiest six months of the last 20 years on me. You know, I mean, the, 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 the support and the, the, the love and the, the trust and the belief that, that, that come from all these people, man, it's just, it is unbelievable, Bob. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what keeps, that's what keeps us going. You know, and I've met some incredible people, man. I mean, just unbelievably incredible people that that are your your listeners, you know, your followers. And uh, it's just been it's been amazing, man. Well, I'm glad, and that's a big part of what we do. Is the whole concept is that no one person has all of the all of the tools to get the job done, but when you add in different abilities and skill sets from so many, it makes a huge difference. For a lot of people, you know, they may not be the best researchers or, or you know, may not have the right connections to necessarily help with the investigation, but what they add is exactly what you're saying, where they're just just having people that are willing to take the time out of their day to reach out to you and let you know that that there are people out here fighting for you. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I... You know, and I and I write people and I tell them this. You know, I've been locked up 20 years, but I remember uh, what it was like to be free. You know, and 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 so much needed to be done in a day, and there was never enough time to to get it done. So when people find time for me, and and you know, out of their busy days of working and taking care of their kids, or you know, your transcribers that are you know transcribing these episodes, or you know, just all of that stuff man and they're, they're able to find time to reach out for me man that's just that's just an unbelievable feeling you know and i it's 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 really hard to put into words and describe 
what these people have done for me. It's just been it's just been an amazing, amazing thing. And I've, I I hope that I've made some some connections and 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 some friendships that'll you know transcend the program and just keep moving forward. I'm sure they will. You know, we 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 have previous cases. You know that we've you know we we've, we've ended the season years ago. And there, there's still dozens and dozens of listeners that have just have made personal friendship connections with these people that are that are locked away and and keep that up. And you know the the overwhelming. You know, I hear from just about everybody we work with that you know the the overwhelming thing that that stands out the most is besides the investigative work is just having people that to there to go through this with them, especially once. You know the season's over. You know that's because it, there's not you know twice a week new information coming out and everybody getting excited about it. Things kind of calm down until we get you know until we get that big new piece of information that that's going to break yeah. the case. Well, you know, I mean, I I think that you have taken us down a road that has helped us get a lot of our ducks in a row. You know, I mean, part of Part of, uh, you know, trying to tell this story and try to get the information out there is to just keep the pressure on the, you know, on the McLean County State Attorney's Office. And, and you know, because like I've said, and, I, and I've told you in the beginning, man, you know, it, there's no downside to them letting us do the forensic testing. It's a win-win situation for them. So, you know, my hope was that, you know, we, you know, this is, Creates a little bit of pressure for them, and that you know we can just keep moving forward and keep keep the pressure on them, you know, and and uh, and, and they'll they'll just let us do the testing. I'm very confident, you know, and there's there's a lot of opinions out there, but I'm very confident in where we're at right now. That I think we've really narrowed down on our most likely suspects, and and that makes a big difference because especially when it comes to that forensic testing. Absolutely, and and I'll tell you, I I sure wish uh, we would have had all of that available and you know producible at trial. I mean, you know, and there's there's still, as you know, I mean, there's still evidence of both, you know, of the the Jeffs that are being withheld from us. I mean, there's still evidence of it. Right. I mean, there's there's nothing. There's there's nothing anywhere that's ever been turned over that they cleared them as suspects. I mean, these dudes were out doing. I mean, I've always believed that whoever killed Bill, you know, that was their mo. They were they were robbers, man. They were armed robbers, you know, and that's what these guys were out there doing. And it seems like they never cleared them. Right. All we have is one little note that says cleared. Yeah. And no and explanation. They cleared him just. They cleared it just based on the description right that's that's pathetic and you know i had um jim clementi on again this week so two weeks in a row and i guess when when listeners are hearing this has been a couple weeks but we we got into the jeffs and that investigation and how they fit into the profile and he i mean he literally laughed it was laughable and of course it's tragic too but it's almost laughable that they they cleared these guys with everything that was out there pointing towards them because they had tunnel vision. Look, you you it took you to solve a almost 30-year car theft case. It, it doesn't surprise me 
that you know the the BPD as it was at that time uh, wasn't wasn't prepared and didn't have the tools to uh, really put forth a, a good investigation. I'm not knocking all of them. Don't get me wrong. There were some there were some good cops in the BPD at that time. So I'm I'm, I'm definitely not knocking on the whole department. But I mean, you know they. They really dropped the ball, Bob, from the beginning. They dropped the ball. I was just shocked to see, you know, when we fig- when we figured out that Bill's body had been moved. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, and, and they never documented that. It's insane. You know, I don't know if I sent you. I sent you an email, and I don't know. You know, I I think I remember the ME saying that it could have taken anywhere from a minute to three minutes for Bill to die. And I've always wondered. You know, I mean. Is it possible that Williams missed the fact that Bill was dead and he moved himself? I mean, is that possible? Uh, Perhaps. I mean, I don't know. It's it's possible. Uh, I don't know that it's likely. I mean, I've been to a lot of scenes, unfortunately, in my previous career where where people were, you know, they were where they were dying, and there will be some movement. But you know, after you know, especially with him losing all his blood pressure. I would say within a minute, at least, he's not, you know, moving is convulsing and twitching and things like that. It's not yeah. necessarily, you know, it's it's not getting up and moving around 180 degrees. Yeah. Well, you know, look, the only reason I say that is because William said in one of his statements that he, he thought he saw Bill's eye move. Right. And that's I, that you doesn't know? surprise me. And uh, I just... Look, they, they were so incompetent and so unprepared that I just don't know. You know, it's just. But the fact that somebody moves the body is it's just. <laughs> it is ludicrous, man. And they didn't document it. It's crazy. And you know, one of the things that Ray has always has always pointed out to me is that you know, the pictures. There is a minimal amount of pictures taken at the crime scene, and right. there's none of those little none of those little yellow cards that they put by a piece to of measure metal. things and market yeah you know there's none of that i just don't know i don't mean to i don't mean to cut you off but it looks like we only got about a minute and a half left and and one thing that i want to do before we close things close things out today is give you a chance to address the listeners i want you to be able to speak right to them anything you want to say about the season and and also I'd like to conclude that with how you feel about your case moving forward. Well, you know, like like I said, you know, I, I want to I want to let all the listeners know that uh, you know I've appreciated their their time and their effort, uh, their belief in me. I I, I feel good about uh, I feel much better about. Uh, the, my path moving forward than I did before you you took the case. I've I've met an incredible amount of good good people, and I'm just I'm I'm just so thankful for all of you. You know, I I want to give a special shout out to uh, Leslie from the East Coast. I mean, she has been unbelievable in uh, in in what she has done to try to you know push this thing forward. So you've got the greatest army of people uh, behind you that I could ever imagine. What's your confidence level that you're going to get out of there? After this, oh, Bob, I've it's it's through the roof, man. I've I've never I've, I've never had uh, uh, less confidence than I do right now. You know, 
I mean, I'm, I believe it's going to happen. How long it's going to take, I don't know, but I believe it's going to happen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the biggest surprises for me over the course of this season has been the change of heart in Bill's best friend, Danny Hartley. Danny was one of the first names that I read when I began investigating Bill's case. And to be honest, at first, I really didn't know what to think about him. I listened to his police interviews and read his statements, and there were a few inconsistencies that jumped out at me early. But over time, I came to realize that it's unreasonable to think that a person who experienced such a tragedy would be capable of remembering every detail over the course of decades. Nonetheless, I desperately wanted to talk to Danny, which really was no easy task. Danny really wasn't interested in reliving the events of 1991. But late this summer, I finally managed to connect with him. And the first thing I noticed was how down he seemed. Really, about life in general. We all heard him fighting back tears as he told us about the loss of his best friend. At that time, 28 years after the fact, Hartley had absolutely no love loss for Jamie Snow. He's told me that he's had doubts about Jamie's guilt for a while. But still, there was a bitterness in his voice any time Jamie's name was mentioned. Danny's change of heart over the course of this season has really been the most incredible and inspiring thing for me to witness. A few months back, he wrote Jamie a letter and even spoke to him over the phone. Throughout this process, Danny has gone from skeptic to an advocate for Jamie Snow. Throughout the season... The more information that I, I found out and more stuff you guys, evidence you guys brought up and other suspects that should have been, should have been uh, sought after that was never, they never went for them. Since we've, uh, since I started listening to the season, Jamie and I have had a conversation on the telephone and we've had an exchange in a letter and I found out writing them during the next couple of days and see how he's doing and Actually, uh, a couple of people that talk to him through the podcast that do the, uh, the emailing through him. I've, we sent messages back and forth, a couple of messages back and forth. And I've actually, I've talked to a couple of people that are really close to Jamie before and after that he was, uh, incarcerated. I learned a lot about him. He was actually a pretty smart guy. It's made me, uh, totally believe that Jamie wasn't guilty. And I really know in my heart that he's not guilty. Danny doesn't waste time with small talk. He's definitely a man of few words. 
But when I had him on the phone, I wanted to talk to him about his experience getting involved in the podcast and case, as well as interacting with other listeners on the Facebook fan page. It's been absolutely incredible to watch Danny get involved and not only seek out justice for Bill, but also engage in the fight to free Jamie. Instead of getting negative, I'm trying to put positive, positive energy into it and uh, doing whatever I can to help uh, find stuff out and get Jamie free. That's yeah, been really cool for me watching on the on the fan page that you know you went from someone we were trying to track down to we finally spoke to you to now you're a pretty active participant on the fan page and have been working with a lot of people trying to find new information and you've been a big help to me in a, in a lot of a lot of things especially getting a hold of people have you uh have you, have you made any new friends on the podcast throughout the the process oh yes i have i've met quite a few quite a few people and talked to them pretty much on an everyday basis it's cool for me to see that you you know, definitely you obviously you want justice for your friend but the shift that i that i've seen is is that you're you're really fighting for justice for Jamie too now and i think that's that's pretty admirable for for someone who, who lost his best friend and it's easy to just focus on that but you know i i see that you're you're working to get to get Jamie out as well what was it can you can you pinpoint what it was specifically that gave you that change of heart to where you were you were really advocating for Jamie and for Bill the the information that you the evidence that you guys brought out uh and, and uh, the scenario with the two Jeffs and a couple other things that I heard about that puts the two Jeffs like pretty much prime suspects and the cops never uh never you know put them two and two together knowing that they were did the three on robbery that summer that they were convicted as the DNA not being tested and Jamie really wanted us to be tested like I said uh, for somebody that that was that was guilty wouldn't want, wouldn't be sitting there begging for DNA to be tested before I ended my conversation with Danny I wanted to give him a chance to address all of you the strangers who have given your all to search for justice for his best friend the last thing that I wanted to do with you, Danny, is is before we wrap the season up, give you this could probably be the you know at least for a little while your last last chance to do this if you want to, but this is a, a direct line into all of the listeners and the people that have been working on the case for the last six months. So, is, is there anything you want to say to the people that have been following along and helping along the process? Uh, just thank you, thank you, uh, thank you for all the help that they've done with for the. Uh, the case, and uh, I like to tell Jamie to keep his head up, and well, I'm sure he'll get out. And I thank you guys for letting me uh, help. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. 
Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. This season would not be complete without hearing from Jamie's daughter, Nicole. We heard from her months ago, and Mike and I actually had the pleasure of meeting her in person in Bloomington when we traveled to interview her mom. Nicole has an amazing heart. She has stood up for her father to be released since before she was old enough to vote, and she has never given up on the dream that she'll be able to hug her father outside of those prison walls. I got Nicole on the phone last week, and I asked her what this experience has been like for her, and this is what she had to say. I think that it's definitely been very beneficial to my overall mental health, (laughs) if we're being honest, because it gets kind of lonely when you feel like people hear what you're saying, but they don't understand what you're saying. And so I've been having to explain to people the situation with my dad and that he was wrongfully convicted. And it tends to just become something that you say and people don't really process it. So now that there's been so much information given in such an easy-to-digest way, I feel like it's really opened up people's minds. So now when I talk to people about it, they can do their own research in a way that's more enjoyable than sitting down at their computer and just reading tons and tons of documents. Because there is so much to the case that it is a little overwhelming. So I think having it in this format really encourages people to like digest it in a in an easy way. So I think it's really helped to be able to have people do that and then look and be like, oh, okay, now I understand what she actually means by wrongfully convicted. Like this isn't just something she's saying, it's actually a thing. Have you had many conversations like that with people? Yeah, I, I definitely have. I'm kind of a hermit at this point because of the amount of like negativity that I've gotten from it. But I've had several people come up to me and uh, asked me, like, oh, I heard that, you know, your dad's doing a podcast, and I've been listening to it. And I'm like, yeah, that's great, you know, because I want as many people as possible to see it, but it's nice when you see people around you. And with my work environment, a lot of people listen to podcasts at my job. So I've had several people at my job come up to me and talk to me about what they've heard and what their thoughts are on the case. And that's exciting too because I'm just sitting at work and there's people learning about my dad's case. That's great and is is the response you've you've received from people has it been relatively positive for the most part? Yeah, I've honestly I've only had positive reactions since the podcast has started. I haven't gotten any negative reactions and I don't know if that's just because people don't want to confront me about what they think in a negative way but the only thing that I've heard is all positive. Like, I feel like people are really seeing it for what it is now instead of blindly believing that, you know, the Justice Department can't do wrong. You know, now they're starting to see, like, there is corrupt people in, in the world, you know, even here in McLean County. Right. It happens. It can happen literally anywhere. And I think that's hard for people to grasp because they know you know, their father, their grandfather, their uncle was in the police department. They're like, I can't see that ever happening. But now it's starting to be more acceptable and people are realizing it literally happens everywhere. 
Like there's things wrong in every inch of the world if you really look for it. Right. Well, that's great. You know, that's a big part of what we're trying to do is on a, a grander scale is to educate people. You know, because when I when I started doing this five years ago, myself included, most people just really didn't think wrongful convictions were a thing. You know, for the the general right. population, just like you said, believes that the you know, the the police are they always get it right, and if someone got convicted, they're guilty. And not just with our podcast, but with many podcasts and documentaries, and you know, making a murderer and all these different things that have been out right. there, it's encouraging for me to see that people are finally realizing that prosecutors and police officers and jurors they're all human beings yeah. and they're all fallible right they're all human everybody is human you know so everybody makes mistakes and sometimes people get skewed in their own view of the world and they do things the wrong way but that doesn't mean that like you can't make up for it and turn around and do the right thing eventually you know it's better late than never right so i feel like I've had so many people say to me that they know somebody in, in law enforcement in the past and they've been like, I just can't, I can't believe that something like that would happen because so-and-so is in the, the police department and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm like, that doesn't really, knowing someone there that's a good one, like a good person, somebody that's doing their job correctly, doesn't mean that there's nobody else there doing something wrong. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. It's just good to, have people understand that, you know, humans are humans and people make mistakes and there's possibilities. Right. Well, and, and that's, you know, one of the other goals we have was to really to try to affect change on yourself and and your dad and, and even your mom. How is your mom doing, by the way? She's doing really good. Definitely. Uh, I think she definitely enjoys the fact that she doesn't have to explain so much about the case anymore she can just send people to the podcast and they can figure it out for themselves because i feel like she gets a lot more flack than i do because people tend to know her and my dad you know the people the circles that she runs in tend to be people that have been around since the crime happened so i think for her she definitely has to deal with a lot more flack so i think having the podcast she can just kind of decide I'm not going to deal with this just go and make your own beliefs after you find the information you know and she sends them to the podcast and I don't think she's had anybody say anything negative to her about it but it's definitely a relief to just have so much positivity thrown our way because it's kind of felt like we were alone in this for a long time and I know my dad feels that more than anyone and it's it's just kind of a weird thing to have hanging over your head because it's not something that is normal. It's not something that you can just go and be like, well, I had this happen. And somebody can be like, well, I had that happen also. It's like something so rare in a way. Like it happens so often, but it's not talked about. So it's just, it's nice to be getting all the information out there. And I think that it, it definitely helps my family feel like uh, we're not alone when we have all these people talking about it, you know. Yeah. Have you made any new friends through this process, through the, through the internet? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely lots of people on the, on the fan page that have reached out to me, and I love talking to people like that because it's just positive, you know, and it's just a nice, nice conversation to have when you feel like people are on your side about it. So I've definitely made some 
friends through the podcast. <laughs> That's great. That's a nice thing. Have uh, Have you had much contact with your dad the last several months? Yeah, uh, we talk on the phone. We email a lot now that he has this tablet. What changes have you seen in, in him over the last six months? I feel like it's it's kind of reignited the fire that's always been simmering for him because he's never stopped fighting for people to understand him and to look into the information, you know, and he knows the case inside and out because of how often he just goes through it. And I think that I've noticed that lately he's definitely been more, like, I don't know what the word is, invigorated about it. He feels, when I talk to him about it, he seems so excited and positive for the future. You know, like, it seems like his wrongful conviction getting overturned and all of this fixed just seems like it's right around the corner now. You know, it doesn't seem like a far-off distance. It seems like... It's something that we can reach now. And I definitely think that his attitude lately reflects that because he definitely is excited for the future. And having so much new information come out and different scenarios of what happened, it really does just make your your brain start turning and you're like, this is not okay. It just gets you that that fired up feeling that there's been injustice done and you need to fix it, you know? So I think he definitely is feeling that. And he's been a lot more positive, which is really good because I know it's very hard in his situation to not be as positive, And this really has helped boost him up in that way. How do you feel about the, the future from here? I feel very positive for the future. I think that there's so many people now watching and there's so many people invested at this point that there's no way that we can go back and we're just going to keep moving forward and pushing and pushing and pushing until the right thing gets done so i'm very positive towards the future and i'm very hopeful and i know my family is as well including my dad and the last thing nicole is this is probably your last opportunity at least for a while if you have anything you want to say directly to the listeners who've been following along and and helping investigate I'm just going to give you this chance to, if you have anything you want to say to the, the people that have been supporting the case throughout this process. I would just like to say to anybody who's even listened to one episode, if not the whole season, that I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to learn about something that happened to my family. And I know that my family appreciates it also. And we are so thankful for all the positivity and all the theories and all the people just discussing nonstop what they think happened and how we can solve it. And I know that I speak on behalf of my mom and my siblings that we all appreciate so much all the attention that this has brought and just the the conversation and the, the theories and reading about what people think about it. It's just, it's given a lot of hope to my family that we haven't had in a long time we've always had hope but you know it starts to become more painful and recently with this podcast it's just it's a good feeling to be able to have all these people on our side and know that we're not alone in this and so i just want to speak on behalf of my mom and my sibling because we really definitely appreciate anybody that's been taking 20 minutes out of the day to listen 
Every season and every case brings its own set of challenges and affects me in different ways. This season has really meant an awful lot to me. It's been life-changing, to be honest. All of you have always given what you could to help the men and women that are unable to help themselves. But this time, this year, I think that the biggest effect has been on me personally. Working wrongful conviction cases can be a dark and lonely place at times. What's not often seen are the hours and hours spent staring at a computer screen, desperately trying to find the thing that's been missed over the years. Searching for a break in the case. And what's always lingering on the back of my mind is not disappointing all of you. This winter, I found myself in a bit of a dark place. I felt like we hit a brick wall, and we were going to be forced to end the season without even any solid leads. A failure in my eyes. But you lifted me up when I was down. You encouraged me to keep digging. And more importantly, it was you who found those details that have been missed for nearly three decades. It was you who put the time in. And it was you who revived the $10,000 reward fund, printed flyers, and canvassed Bloomington. And it was you who may very well have solved this case. And I believe in my heart that your work is going to result in Jamie Snow living out the rest of his life as a free man. At the end of every season, I promise you that our investigation and our work is not complete just because the broadcast has ended. And this season is no different. I will continue to work with Jamie's attorneys until his conviction is overturned. This is our model and our mission. Always has been. And what I want to do next is prove that to you. With a massive break in our Season 3 case that could possibly result in Jesse Eldridge walking free. That's next week on Truth and Justice. Truth and Justice is an NBI Studios production and is attributed by Wondery. Produced and edited by Mike Bussing and sound engineering by Shane Yoder. All music for the show was created, composed, and scored by PutThemInASong.com, who also mixed and mastered this episode. Our Season 7 logo was created by me, with assistance from Zach Weaver and Shane Yoder. All of our font across all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design. You can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. I'd like to thank Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, Truth and Justice Pod, where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. And a big thank you to our transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Charlena White, Kaywood Yamnick, Ginger Fiola, Edith Swanneck, and Jen Reese in Candela. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in a number of ways. To financially support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. On the Patreon page, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we also have reward levels on Patreon that include access to behind-the-scenes videos of the tapings of our Friday follow-up episodes, ad-free versions of all of our episodes, Truth and Justice Army t-shirts and hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. You can also help us out by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the companies that sponsor this program. 
If you have a new case that you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email, theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page. For all of you tweeters, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod. I personally can be found on social media at Bob Ruff Truth, and Mike can be found at Murb Gaming, M-U-R-R-B-G-A-M-I-N-G. And don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, or tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice. Ford Ranger, a vehicle for all terrains and every passion. It's a workmate, a playmate, and to its drivers, a soulmate. So how do you improve the Ford Ranger? You go all in. The all-new Ford Ranger, the UK's best-selling pickup. Now available with rear bumper steps, tailgate workbench, and enlarged load box that can fit a Euro pallet. Go break it in. Search all-new Ford Ranger. Ford Pro, driving productivity. According to SMMT data, features may be optional extras with additional cost.